You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Hemlock Grove After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Hemlock Grove After Show. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another amazing AfterBuzz TV after show for your favorite show, Hemlock Grove. We're on Season 2, Episode 3, Luna Rea. I am your host, Shano, and I am joined here by my awesome and lovely co-hosts. Hi, guys. I'm JJ Jorgens. Hello, everyone. I'm Marissa Serafini. And tonight we're going to be talking about a bunch of stuff, and we're going to have a special guest calling in. It's going to be Lori Fortier, who plays Marie Godfrey on the show. I'm excited about her joining us. Me too. Awesome. So we're going to be talking, uh, before she calls in, we're going to be talking uh, about Peter visiting his dreams. Shelly lives. Chasseur (laughs) returns to Hemlock Grove. But not the chasseur from last season, mm-hmm. one of them. Uh, Olivia kills. Miranda lies in bed with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and Pr- Price's lab. So let's go ahead and talk a little mm-hmm. bit about Peter visiting his dreams. So he saw in his dreams that gone sis thing. He ends up going there, right? We saw at the end of last episode, he ended up at that trailer park, right? Mm-hmm. At the Wagon Oasis. And uh, he walks around, discovers a woman holding a gun at him and she says like oh this place isn't what it used to be you know get out of here before somebody like you know shoots you or whatever right Mm -hmm. so he he ends up leaving and he runs into roman how funny is that was that expected did you guys expect that to happen no i mean i kind of expected it because we know that roman and peter are sharing the same dreams and peter's going off of his dreams and meeting that woman with his her kid too i mean and if you think about it like the last family that was affected was you know a kid and parents but they're they're targeting families right now that we're Mm -hmm. finding out but no to go back to your question i don't think it was surprising at all that he would run into roman because roman's curious too he's gonna go off of his dreams as well did you expect it i actually didn't expect it either (laughs) i thought it was so cool that they ended up intersecting and as much as roman and you know he kicked pretty much kicked peter out of his house you Mm -hmm. know a couple episodes ago and he was like you know what you ran out on me which sounds so gay but that's (laughs) awesome he said you ran out on me you know like when i needed you you weren't there well they're bros they're bros yeah yeah i mean they were the closest things to brothers so i mean i can understand why peter's very sensitive i mean i'm sorry roman's very sensitive be like hey you left me when i needed you you were family yeah and and roman's a lot more sensitive than peter is peter is yeah. like mm-hmm. he, peter's a lot more masculine roman he you know he has he has family issues he obviously has like abandonment issues or like just ig- ignored issues like yeah. with his mom and stuff but, but their relationship is a little borderline i mean even Miranda in the car was asking like wait did you guys date the same girl <laughs> or each other like i w- right. i mean i'm not i would not be surprised for a romance to happen yeah. at some yeah. point yeah and but, roman's been catered to his whole life and he's used to that instant gratification of always having someone by him mm-hmm. and like he can call on anyone when he needs it and then not having peter his best friend you know it was something new to him mm-hmm. yeah he always has those people there that he cares about um shelly near him pretty much it was only shelly and then and then it blossomed to having peter there with him uh last season and his mom's always been there who he has a very very hateful relationship with and then he has his servants there so he is yeah you're right marissa he's catered to he's used to having everything he wants Mm -hmm. and he's pretty much a spoiled brat you know so that's why he's just ignoring and pretty much like shunning peter right now Mm -hmm. but i just thought it was so interesting how uh they 
that they intersected there. And it's like, okay, something else is bringing them together, which mm-hmm. is great. You know, it's great writing and we're able to see them just intersected again and again. And, and eventually, because uh, I've seen a lot of the episodes now, <laughs> eventually they're going to just, they're, the paths are going to keep crossing. And that's, that's what we love about them. And they're going to start being like the Hardy Boys back at yeah, it again. Yeah. You know, they're already getting clues from things in their mind and in their dreams. And it's, it's forcing them to have to collaborate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So their uh, their dreams overlap, but they're not identical, which is also crazy too. Like they 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 have like some pieces, and then the other one has some mm-hmm. pieces. So they have to share with each other, and they really have to collaborate to be like, "Hey, you didn't see the sign, or you didn't see this, you didn't see that." Mm-hmm. It's a and puzzle. Mm-hmm. It's a puzzle, and they have to work together. Mm-hmm. They're really forced to. Um, <clears throat> regarding, um, let's fast forward a little bit in the episode. So. Uh, we know last time that Peter did that that whole uh, change thing, right? Or was it two times ago? Right? He did yeah, the whole change. Mm-hmm. So he did the whole change and on the and like on a bad moon, right? He wasn't supposed to do it, but um, they actually referred to it this time by the actual the the word, which is Luna Rea, right? And that's guilty moon. So that was pretty yeah. cool that mm-hmm. they were able to like talk about that. Destiny was able to go over that, and she said another word, destruje. Destruje. <laughs> so what is that? <laughs> it's like the destruction, the you know, um, breaking down of. So we can definitely see that with Peter's body; it's starting to shut down on him, and that's not good. Destruction. Mm-hmm. See, I didn't. Now he showed his stomach, right? He showed his like chest area. So yeah. what was up with it? I didn't really see what was going on with his. It looked bruised. Abernance. Yeah. Oh, Very like he'd bruised. been punched and stuff. Yeah. Okay, because of the internal like wolf trying to well, get. Well, the out of ribs him. like mm-hmm. pull apart and stuff. It's pushing against the skin that it's not supposed to. Right. I mean, it's literally destroying mm-hmm. his body. Right, right. Uh, I like that that scene though when he was talking to um he was talking to Destiny and he ends up being like, "Hey, cheer up, cuz," and he like forces her <laughs> face to smile a little bit. I thought that was a really cute scene. Yeah. But you can see yeah, how does. serious Destiny is about this. He's mm-hmm. like, "You're you're." taking this lightly but you need to because Nikolai even went through this and he it destroyed him and it's going to destroy you too so mm-hmm. she's coming from that motherly sister cousin aspect I mean she's really serious about mm-hmm. this so and don't take destiny lightly no no definitely not this season either she's not just no. a soothsayer she's really protective this season you can mm-hmm. tell and yeah. and she's not only she's not only protective of uh, of of Peter um, and his and his visions and what's going to happen, but he's gonna she's gonna be even more protective later on mm-hmm. of other things. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, <laughs> let's talk about Shelly. So oh, I'm so oh, excited. <laughs> that was awesome. So Shelly lives. So, so happy to see her. Yeah. So she's running in the forest from the Vargulf and the Vargulf. So here. I, it was so crazy to see it in action, and I'm happy that she's alive and that she's a part of the show again, played mm-hmm. by a different actress, but yes. still, mm-hmm. I l- love the character of Shelley. And, uh, you can tell she's got, she's got, her bandages are so dirty and filthy from being out there for, what, seven months or more in the forest, running around surviving. How the hell did she survive all this time? Well, I don't think she really needs to eat like a normal human being. I mean, we don't really know her anatomy. And, I mean, we saw last season where she wanted, like, to eat meat and salads and whatnot. So, I don't know. I think she's that survival kind of person that she can live on her her own, despite Mm -hmm. maybe not the best ideal methods of living. But she can. She can forage. Yeah. In the forest. She can make her way. Well, that's good. And she she definitely is a survivor because she got attacked by the Vargolf, which was... Christina. Cool. Christina, yeah. Yeah, by and, Christina. And she just rips her apart. I, that, I could, yeah, I couldn't believe how she just shredded her. Like, I thought I thought we might see a little more of Christina, you know, mm-hmm. throughout this the season now, but... Oh, uh, yeah. Rip no. Christina. Guess not. She's really, she's really dead. Even yeah. when, like, pulling apart the head from the body and, like, the details and all the gruesomeness yeah. that was about to go down. Yeah. I caught uh, myself this episode really noticing that. Just like, okay, like, I'm all for blood and guts and stuff, but I really have had to, like, a couple times, like, look away, you know, this, in, in this episode in particular. Yeah, yeah, she she yeah. really bludgeoned her, <laughs> and all the blood just sprayed yeah. everywhere all over Shelly's face. And then she went that extra step, and she pulled yeah. her head apart and, and decapitated <laughs> her, yeah. which was that, and we know now that's what needed to happen mm-hmm. for her to be really dead. And after I saw, um, after I saw the body too, did they show the body in this episode? 
No, I don't think so. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so the spoiler alert. Sorry about that. I'm getting things Okay. So anyway, though, they're, um, so she, we know that that's the way, because they discussed it in the previous seasons, right? They had to cut off the Vargolf's head. Mm-hmm. Or even just a wolf's head. To, when you decapitate him, that's it. That's the end. Because that's what, uh, the, that's what Peter did to his grandfather. Right? Yeah, and they yeah. cut off that. They had mm-hmm. his body hanging upside down. They had to decapitate him. So here's my question. Let me propose this to you two. Okay. Now, with Christina being in the grave, is her human body dead? Or, or, so is her human body dead and then the Vargulf is still alive inside her? And then when it got to like a correct moon or something, or even if it just wanted to come out, did it come mm-hmm. out? I mean, I guess I just took it as, yeah, like that part of her, or, yeah, even though she, as a human she was dead, that the Vargolf lived on and was able to just, yeah, come out. Yeah, I, th- I, I think, think Christina's really dead now. <laughs> because mm-hmm. we know oh. in season one that the body is, ir- like, interchangeable. Yeah. And so you kill one, even if it is the werewolf form, you're going to kill the other. So I think Christina's really dead. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and last time, they, obviously they didn't decapitate her. They, she just, like, broke her neck. Like, Shelly just, like, broke the wolf's neck or something like yeah, that to, so, yeah. mm-hmm. to take her out of commission. And then from that, we thought, oh, she's dead now. But we were wrong. Sorely no, mistaken. But she, she was very short-lived this time, which was kind of, kind of sad a little bit. Yeah. Right? But it's... I it's, mean... I, I mean, it's upsetting, but I'm glad that they kind of capped off that storyline because I don't know how bringing another Vargolf or like the same Vargolf into this storyline that's going on in season two would be relevant to what's going on in this season. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. Yeah. Time to move on. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, it's better. I think it's better to see the whole Vargolf thing taking its toll on Peter now. We really get to see it like just day by day mm-hmm. taking him over. Uh, with Christina, there had to be that mystery with her. So we did, mm-hmm. we, she had to be off scene a lot when things were going on and the murders were happening. But now we could see Peter's transformation and day by day, like it, it's going to be a slow thing. It's not going to happen overnight, right? Yeah. Um, with, let's fast forward a little bit. Later in the episode, we get to see Shelly going into an abandoned house and she starts slumming it in there mm-hmm. and she meets a new friend, right? Yeah, very yeah. cute friend. I like their relationship. Who also yeah. has a deformity. Mm-hmm. So, right. I mean, I like how she can bond with this little kid in that way. And the little kid wasn't phased whatsoever. Yeah, he was He was really nice. He he probably has no friends, which no, is like, not. no, he doesn't. And like the, the area, <clears throat> excuse me, the area that they live in it just looks so like decrepit and everything is just like it's it's not not the highest standard of living for hemlock grove right and who even knows like how close it is to hemlock grove wherever they are uh but she yeah she she has a deformity too and he uh he asks her like hey can i change your bandages (laughs) and he was he was so sweet right and he did he tear off some of his own clothing to do that I think he took a shirt. <laughs> yeah, he found yeah, a shirt. I mean, it was maybe. very conveniently already there. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, very I just thought it was so, Yeah, thought it was so cute when he was naming though. You know, naming each one of her fingers and just such a great connection between those two. Yeah, what yeah. did he call him? There was stumpy <laughs> and crusty and goopy or like he had all the like the funniest. Like, yeah, I don't know. They were all like the funniest names, and you think like. Like, you know, you know, it's so funny because it's coming out of him and it's really endearing. But you could also, like, you would think that, oh, someone could take, they could take offense to that. But Shelly, she's such, she has a good heart. She knows that the kid is not doing it out of yeah. any malice or anything like right. that. She, he's not making fun of her. He's just doing it because that's what he can think yeah. of. Yeah, and I thought that was a nice point, too. You know, it's like little kids don't, you know, hopefully ridicule, like, adults or, you know. So, so I thought it was nice to have kind of be like, this kid knowing that she's different and has those things. But making, like, fun and light out. But I think nice for her to have somebody like actually bond with her over that kind of stuff and make light of it a little bit. Yeah, and it makes me question her her body, her anatomy, because it looks like they were burnt kind of fingers. Yeah. So is it dead corpse like Frankenstein? Or did something happen to her, you know, at a younger age that caused her deformity? Hmm. What if her Okay, because we we've always had them we've always seen that Olivia doesn't really show her very much attention. She mm-hmm. she always like belittles her all the time. What if at some point she tried burning her or hurting her in some way, or or maybe she just got into trouble because she was always ignored and she ended up 
catching her hands on fire or something like that. I wouldn't put it past Olivia to have yeah, abused her and do something like that to her, you know, or, or maybe try to get rid of her at some point, you know, because she was ashamed of her. Or, yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't I, surprise me. I think it'd be more of a physical abuse because we know that Shelly's very educated, so it doesn't seem like her character to get into trouble in that mm-hmm. way. That's a really good comment. point. Yeah, and um, I I thought it was fascinating, too, how this we got to see more of her face and her deformities in this episode than we had throughout the whole first season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They covered her up a lot before. She always had the wig on. She took it off maybe a couple of times. And here, like, you get to see all of her deformity. Mm-hmm. Like, half of her head is missing hair. And you get to see her crusty fingers. It's just, it's so fascinating. I wanted mm-hmm. to see, like, the rest of her. Like, I want to see her other appendages. Her feet, like, are her feet okay? Are they crusty mm-hmm. and burnt, too? What's going on with that? So, it's just very interesting. I like the fact that she she's running around. She's a lot more spry. And we know that it's a different actress, but she's a lot more spry. She's got an extra mm-hmm. pep in her stuff. <laughs> yes, that's right. And she, if you were to just, it, it is a different actor, but if, if you were just to like look at like the character instead of the actors and like, okay, hey, so she looks a lot more slim now. Shelly looks yeah. more slim and more muscular. Mm-hmm. It's all that seven months of running around in the <laughs> forest. Yeah, it was. Trying, yeah. Did her good. Yeah, I think definitely this time they've made her less like the Frankenstein-y kind of slow mm-hmm. moving, you know. It's, yeah, really yeah. developed the character nicely. I agree. Yeah. Um, Shusser. He returns. Mm-hmm. So this is the brother. This is Michael Schusser. Michael. Not Clementine Schusser. And he, he tells the priest that he doesn't ha- want to have anything to do with it. We get to see him in pretty much the same outfit that he was wearing last time, right? Mm-hmm. So he tells the priest. Uh, I don't even remember the priest's name, by the way. Do you guys remember I think Father he's actually a bishop. Is he a bishop? Yeah. yeah. I think he's a bishop. Not. A, I mean... It's still a religious figure. Yes. I meant uh, to look that up because that was one of my things, too. Bishop is just like <laughs> a step above up higher than a priest okay so he tells him that he doesn't want to have anything to do with him he wants to know exactly what happened to clementine mm-hmm. and exactly who took out, took her out who killed her and um it, it it seems like he's much more capable than she is he has a lot more confidence he is not he, he doesn't have a lot of weaknesses if, if there's anything i would say that he had as a weakness it's wanting to get revenge it's his lust for revenge vengeance that is probably going to maybe do him in at the end, but I don't really know. Uh, but I feel like Clementine, she was very, very flawed. She had addictions to alcohol. Mm. She had addictions and weaknesses to love, right? But uh, other, yeah, so other than that, it's, it's just interesting to see him there now. And I wonder how he's going to come into play later on. I do know. But at this point, I remember I was like, okay, what's he going to do? Is he going to hunt down Olivia? Does he suspect yeah. her? Does does he suspect Peter and uh, Roman? Who, who's he going to go after? Right? Well, and I think he does have, I mean, one of the reasons, I mean, you kind of touched on it with the revenge is I think he definitely has more of a fire in his belly because of the fact that his sister's gone, which, you know, she didn't have since she had him. So I think... Yeah, I, I definitely think that that's what's kind of lighting his fire a bit, too. Absolutely. I mean, it, yeah, exactly <laughs> what you said. So. I, I think he's going to be a really worthy adversary for for Roman, for Peter, for Olivia. And uh, especially now with what Olivia's done, she killed somebody, right? Yeah. <laughs> she, ended up, wow. she ended up killing Marie. Uh-huh. Poor Marie. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, poor Marie. <laughs> and I can't wait to get her on the line. Yeah. Man, yeah. that's going to be so nice to, to talk to her about what the heck happened. But she is, let's just go to the bathtub scene. All right. So we see these legs sticking out. And I was like, oh, did she like drain somebody of blood? And mm-hmm. I don't even think she drained her. Did Did she? Maybe she may have. She she might have. I mean, it, it looked a little bit bloody, considering like her head was completely turned around. Yeah. Like we had the front, the back of her body, and then like the head was completely like a one eighty. Yeah, and it looks so. slit like and all or like slit. or slit like along the. Yeah, it, it looked. I don't know if she bit in there. Or... Yeah, she mm-hmm. could have bit mm-hmm. in there. It it looked. Yeah, she did. She just turned her head all the way around, and it looked like. Even it kind of looked like her neck was like a spring or something, or it was like really, tw- just like really twisted open. I can't even describe it. Like it just, it looked so weird, almost triangular, so abnormal for like having somebody's head twisted around, you know? And uh, it was like an extra kill, yeah. not just sucking out the blood, but like 
snapped the neck and killed and, yeah. and sucked. I just thought the dialogue between them, that scene, I loved so much. I just thought it was so great to see Marie really like stand up to her, you know, and, and I, and I couldn't, couldn't believe, first of all, that, I mean, it takes a, a big, big woman to go there and like try to make peace with Olivia, a woman who's been sleeping with your husband for so long, you know, mm-hmm. um, but they're back and forth when Olivia, you know, is like, forgive me and just goes off. I was like, wow, here we go. Yeah. Um, what do you need to forgive me for? Yeah. Like, yeah, you, yeah, you don't think sleeping with Norman anything to do yeah they just went back and forth and then her saying that if, if she wanted him to leave her earlier that he would you know that's where i think too where we've talked about her having what did we decide we're not going to use gl- the glamour word what was it compelled compelled that i still I think feel there's like actually a technical term and they call it like x dance or something yeah. like that mm. yeah, yeah she does have that force over over him you know so she she could have but uh yeah and, and i also thought that it was funny I, I i'm noticing in this season what i like is that they're adding that humor and i notice a lot of times now they're the one um scene is leading like right into the next one like they had all that verbal banter back and forth and then right after that um you go to uh let's see i wrote it down but this is um right away price they're like at a meeting and then price is like well if nobody has anything left to add you know so they're like they kind of didn't do that before as much as i remember like the humor tying scenes together and playing off of you know what they're doing yeah but olivia you can really tell that she is super jealous now yeah super yeah all those human emotions Mm -hmm. yeah it's really starting to affect her now we can really see it and it's it's so different than she was last season yeah so obviously you've pointed out before marissa that she's wearing deeper colors now colors that have more feeling in them more emotion more passion always a shade of red right like red or purple or yeah the the darker kind of earthly tones but they're Mm -hmm. they're like the same temperature color temperature Mm -hmm. and saturation which i find fascinating and plus you know funky jensen looks amazing in any (laughs) clothes that you put on her so uh, but it really does add to her character that she's so completely different than what she was in season one even Mm -hmm. though she does have you know olivia as qualities that you know i'm sure we'll probably see throughout but you know she is a completely emotional more human kind mm-hmm. of in the season yeah and she was um it's i wonder what norman thinks happened to marie now like wh- what do you think norman is gonna believe you know where where yeah. did marie go what what's happening what's going on what just the the jealousy thing that really it, it really strikes him as like hey what's you know what's going on you were never like this before and they were sleeping together for what like 10 years yeah. or more before probably almost 20 years so um anyway what yeah and very oh, interesting too like uh how how olivia is too because kind of like after she gets you know what she wants and does all this and you know gets norman to run right over and so then afterwards then they're in bed just and he's talking about vacation destinations and she's clearly like you know not listening, not not involved, mm-hmm. clearly thinking about what she did, and but just kind of, I don't know, just also seems seems like, you know, well, I kind of, like, I got what I want, and he's here, and now, you know, I just, her, her, the way she shifts and turns is just interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because we see, you know, Olivia kill Marie, and then when she calls up Norman, and it seems like a booty call, sorry, but you can tell that she was actually remorseful for the acts that she just did you know killing someone that was was so close to norman all these years and you know some like he did love marie on some level so but her knowing that hey i killed someone that i love and who's who was someone's that i love so close to i mean i mean it affected her i'm not sure yet how to read that one um because i don't know if i really believe she's really remorseful you know so i I kind of wonder it's like it's I, I need to think on it. Yeah, like it's but almost like something. manipulative tears, though, to get to get him back back there with her. But but yeah, but it's weird. I feel both ways. I do feel like yeah. she was feeling something, you know. But then when then, then she when she turns cold when they're in the bed afterwards when he's talking about going you know vacation places with her and she's definitely not checked into that. You know, yeah. it's just she has to pee. She, she has, has to, to, she has to yes, pee. Yeah, you people out there, we <laughs> want to hear because we have watched a, pee seems to be an ongoing thing throughout the season and if anybody has any clues as to why that is in like almost every episode, we'd love to hear it. I mean, I don't <laughs> mind it i find I it love very it. Yeah. humorous i do too i think it's I mean, yeah you gotta add some levity 
great. Well, speaking of humorous <laughs> stuff, I actually forgot to add this on our topics, but the druggies, uh, the druggy oh henchman guy, yeah. they end up going to their boss and how though that scene was just so weird and it was very intricate and i liked all the blocking they put in there with the uh, the, just the guy he happens to be like a pig farmer and that's how he threatens them and that's how he scares him that was the second time i had to kind of turn away though because animal i have a hard time with killing animals so like yeah when he's Drain in the pig. I'm like, oh. Uh, <laughs> but it just shows you, like, how merciless he yeah. is. And, like, he has no emotion, even if it is an animal. Like, he will just kill and slice and whatever he has to do. And then to have that <laughs> literally in front of those two guys, they're like, oh, he means business. Yeah. We yeah. do not want this to happen to and us. And they're, like, dumb and dumber, which is awesome. You know, they're just like... <laughs> Dark to dark, you know. yeah. Oh, are right. you feeling it yet? Are you feeling it? It's like it's awesome. We got conned. Yeah, yeah that was great. Played. The the boss, he just he he's just such he's like so so extreme in in so many different ways. He's like a well dressed dude. He's got like a nice jacket on, nice outfit, right? And then the only thing that's like you're a farmer is the situation he's in. And then he's like got a tr- like a trucker or Aggie hat on, right? Yeah. And then. And, and, and then it's just like, but then you're also a drug dealer at the same time, you know, or like the, the boss or whatever, like the head guy in this like drug ring you got going on in Hemlock Grove. I've, I think, I mean, it's interesting how he was like this agricultural guy. And then I'm like, I didn't really picture this kind of guy to be so powerful, mm-hmm. especially in the drug world. And I'm like, okay, he, maybe that is a cover, a pretty good cover on mm-hmm. his end. But, yeah, yeah, it's fascinating. A couple of things that were re- reminiscent for me of other films were, um, well, I think just one. I think I lost the other one, <laughs> but one of them was like the air gun thing. Him killing the pig with the air gun totally reminded me of No Country for Old Men. Oh yeah, and that I'm just imagining like how powerful that thing is. You know, you just like, what if he uses that on his henchmen? That's terrible. You know, and and or worse would be if he bled them first and then like let them bleed out yeah. for a little bit and then did but it. But that mm-hmm. goes like against animal, you know, animal uh-huh. cruelty and the ethics of that. So I think that's probably why he used the air gun because it, it is such a fast kill and it actually also reminded me the whole pig bloodletting thing reminded me of uh house of cards because they actually ha- talk about that and that's another netflix show <laughs> and they talk about the this one uh, there's a scene where they talk about how sweet oh this pig it tastes different somehow right and there's this guy who's like barbecue dude and he has a pig that he co- that he cooks for um the main character and then he goes like oh that's because they uh they don't shoot him in the head first and then bleed him they just straight up bleed them uh. Yeah, so imagine if the guy did it the other way, how terrible and, like, how much the pig would be squealing. I don't yeah, even no. talk about it. <laughs> oh, gosh. But there was enough <laughs> no. blood, though. There was a oh, lot of yeah. blood falling into that bucket. Yeah, yeah it was. Good. So yeah. what What do you think that, JJ, what do you think this guy is going to do if he catches these henchmen again without oh. the money? I think you're probably right. I think he will probably <laughs> slice them without shooting them with their... I think they. Torture. I think he'll do... Yeah, exactly Torture. what he did to the poor piggy. Just pro- <laughs> Probably just, like, go up to them. Maybe, like, make an example out of one of the guys and, like, show the yeah. other dude, like, what's going to happen to him if he doesn't get the money. Yeah. At least get two tries. Probably, yeah. <laughs> it's probably a good call. <laughs> so, Whatever it is, it can't be pretty. No. No, no I'm sure it's not going to be pretty at all. So, um, Miranda... Lies with Peter. Mm, she went for it. She totally oh, went she did. Yeah. Now, here's, here's the question that I'm posing to you. Did Peter really bring her back there for tarot card reading? Because I think he could, I think he really wanted to. But then she read it as, oh, you want to isolate me. I agree with you. I thought his intentions were innocent, but maybe I read it wrong. And I, I thought he was kind of surprised by her advance. I mean, welcomed, but. I don't think that was his intention. No, I don't think that was his intention either because he was just on the phone with his mother. He has other problems going on in his mind and then, you know, trying to just connect with her and bond with her in a way just like, hey, my cousin, you know, she does this. It'd be great mm-hmm. if, you, if you're interested, whatever. So I think that was a completely innocent type of thing that went down and then she kind of turned it the other way. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the sex scene was, was very nice. It was well done. Mm-hmm. Um, you... Um, 
Oh, let's just, let's go on. Where was Destiny? <laughs> <laughs> Where was Destiny? Yeah, she was gone. She, she's actually out of her apartment. Yeah, yeah doesn't she sleep there? Where's, who's, she's already, she's seeing Andres now. So mm-hmm. where is she going at night? Are they just hanging out at the bar and then... Maybe she's working at the diner. Yeah. I mean, she does have that's, a day job. That's true. That's, that could be it. Or a night job, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she could be working at the, tw- if it's a 24-hour diner in Hemlock Grove, mm-hmm. which it could be. Very could well be. could be, yeah. Could not be. <laughs> <laughs> so that was just... Miranda has a really good connection with him. She really feels mm-hmm. sympathetic for Peter. She's starting to... He, even though he went outside of the truck and tried to hide what was going on uh, and be private, she heard everything through the glass. Mm-hmm. And She was getting that longing look, be like, oh, he's mm-hmm. cute. Yeah, you know? he cares about his mom. Mm-hmm. So that, that was nice, you she know? She was definitely giving those doughy eyes. Mm-hmm. I think she's a really a great ad- addition to the show. I really like this character. Yeah, she's... And the actress... Yeah, she's doing a oh, great job. Yeah, she's agreed. Great. She's so much stronger than Letha was, um, and I, I'm just I'm I'm wowed by her. Mm-hmm. You know, she like her. Oh, it looks like we have uh, Laurie Fortier on the line. Hello. Hi, hey Laurie. How are you guys? We're really good. We missed you. We wish you were here in studio like last season. I know, I know. I'm so sorry. I was just stuck in the worst traffic. I'm up here in Vancouver, and, <laughs> and there is a fireworks show going on. It's like all week. It's it's basically an international firework competition, <sighs> and uh, and I, apparently every year the Chinese win. But uh, <laughs> stuck in traffic, but here I am. Well, uh, we appreciate yes. it. We'll take it any way we can get it. So <laughs> thank you for agreeing to call in. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm excited to talk to you guys. Well, Laurie, so we we were talking about uh, what's going on this season and the, you know, there's we already know that there's a seven month gap between the events of last season and, and this season, right? So yeah. how, 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 tell us a little bit about Marie's mindset and what she's feeling towards Norman and what she's feeling towards Olivia and, and Godfrey Industries right now. Well, I mean, basically last season, you know, you saw Marie lost her daughter and it was really the death of her daughter and it was the death of her marriage. And so she's just been completely destroyed. Her entire world has just been, you know, just it's, it's, it's ended as she knows it. So she's, she comes back season two and uh, really she has nothing left to lose. Um, with Norman, you know, she basically forgives him because what else left is there to do? And then, you know, you see her attempt to um, to have a conversation with Olivia is is really just an attempt to make peace and say, I forgive you and, you know, move forward, try to move forward with her life, but also try to find out who's responsible for the death of, of Lisa. And and Marie is suspicious that Dr. Price may have had something to do with it. So she's she's sticking her nose in places that she shouldn't. How great did it feel for Marie to actually after, you know, you you go there to try to try to forgive Olivia and then she kinda gives you, you know, the complete switch attitude back. But when you finally go off on her and on your rant, how how good did that feel for Marie? Oh, that that's all great for Marie, and uh, that was a great thing to play Marie this season for me is because I feel like she finally uh, has a voice, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, like I say, the gloves are off, and it was uh, great to confront Olivia and tell her what a terrible person <laughs> she is and why her son hates her fucking guts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's great that we're seeing this side of Marie. What's it like to play the darker tones and aspects of this character going into season two? Because she, now she's suing, uh, you know, Godfrey Industries. She's suing Godfrey Industries. You know, she, she's, she's a mother. She's got that internal, maternal instinct. And, uh, she knows something's fishy. They haven't released all the, all the paperwork on the cause of death and whatnot. And, uh, you know, Norman's not going to do anything about it because he's whooped. So <laughs> he's like, forget it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to handle this myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's exciting. Unfortunately, it did not come to a good end for Marie. No. no. We were just talking <laughs> yeah. about that. We were so sad that 
Marie ends up dying. You get you get your head turned around the wrong way by Oof, Olivia. Yeah. So you were only in episodes two and three of this season, right? Pretty much. I mean, episode one, you know, there was just that brief little moment where we were, Norman and I were burying our daughter, spreading her ashes, and, uh, you know, a little a peaceful moment between he and I. And then, yeah, uh, the last episode in this episode. So... Tell us about the, the the very last scene we get to see you in in the bathtub. So was that how was how was that? Was that a prosthetic corpse on set? Did they did they make you look dead with just makeup and CGI? How did that happen? Give us some behind the scenes details. Uh, well, it was very cool. So so they uh, basically I got in the bathtub um, facing downward. and I held very still. And the CGI get guys came and they put their little green dots all along the parameter of the bathtub. And they took a lot of photos and, you know, basically just hold still. And then I flipped over and I did my best, I'm dead look. (laughs) (laughs) Eyes open, hold your breath. (laughs) And um, again, they shot that with the same dots. And then this movie magic, they combined the head facing upward onto the body facing downward. Wow, that's awesome. fascinating. Yeah. I Very love cool. That. Great. Very cool. And and of course they added the blood. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> right. I have a hypothetical question for Marie. We know kind of how the what really happened to the rest of the season. But um so given the chance, do you think Marie would strike a deal if Price offered to bring her back? Ooh, offered to bring myself back or Lisa? Yeah, yourself. If he offered to bring me back. Um, you know, boy. Pro- probably only if he would bring my daughter back too. I'm sure I would negotiate her into the uh, into the hypothetical, you know. Yeah. Or maybe so I could come back and I could have revenge with uh, <laughs> with Olivia. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Right. Cat fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And if you had, uh, if Price brings you back, he's probably going to weaponize you in some way so you can have powers and go up against Olivia toe to toe. Oh, well, maybe. I mean, see, maybe because I'm being killed by a vampire, maybe if I come back, I'll have sort of special powers. Exactly. That would be fun to watch. <laughs> now now we know. Fun. Maybe yeah. I could grow some fangs. <laughs> you could be, be in the oop here. Now, yeah. now, now we know that Marie has this uh, lawsuit against the Godfrey Industries, but now that your character is dead, are we going to be the audience going to see any more about this suit that's going on? Or does that drop by the wayside yeah well you will see without giving away future episodes but you will see norman sort of take on my cause um as the series progresses and he himself will become more and more suspicious so yes yeah that's good that's juicy uh how much uh laurie so how much of a difference in the reception uh, for Hemlock Grove, have you noticed in between this season and, and last season? Well, I feel like I feel like the reception is is uh, much um, is is more greater this season too because I feel like people now kind of understand. Okay, this is what this show is about. I mean, when it first came out, it was really uh, it was really out there and really kind of there was nothing on. TV sort of like it, and it, you know, it really pushed a lot of envelopes, and um, so I feel like now everybody understands, okay, this is what this is. <laughs> this show's out there, that uh, everybody's been super receptive and excited about season two. Um, so we've, got, we've got quite a, a, a cult-like following, which has been really exciting. Yeah, yeah. You, you definitely do. If I were to tell you that season two, by, by my standards, is ten times better then season one, how would you feel? Well, do you think? I mean, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I, I would be, that's great. I would, you know, it's it's great because it just means that more and more people are catching on and maybe going back and watching season one now that they see how well season two is doing. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. We've kind of, uh, to tag along on that, we've kind of talked about some of the differences we're seeing in season two versus season one, uh, kind of stylistically and with humor. What, what differences are, you know, did you notice with the show? Um, what differences did I notice with the show? Of course, I binged season two, which is very exciting. <laughs> because, uh, you know, I, I didn't know where it was headed. 
Um, I mean, I feel like, let's see, that's a really good question. Yeah, I feel like it, uh, it's kind of gotten some more of, uh, I don't know, uh, more of the relationship with, with, uh, Roman and, um, uh, uh oh my God, Peter. Peter. <laughs> very much. Landon, not Landon, Peter. I like how their relationship unfolded and bringing, um, the new girl Miranda into the mix. Um, I like how that unfolded. I loved the uh, the new characters, of Mr. Beaumont, and that whole side story with, or you know, how, can I talk about future episodes? Because you guys have a yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Anyway, there's some interesting some new characters that come into play, and um, so yeah. Uh, that that's great, and we know that your your husband Darren Serafian, he was part of season two, and he wasn't really part of this season. But were was he still involved in like giving ideas here and there throughout the season during the season two production? Yeah, you know he took another job. How dare he? <laughs> <laughs> he went off to he went off to take a, another job, and um, but yeah, he he did have many conversations with. Dave Strayton, who's fantastic, and with Chick, and I know they, you know, along the way, they they had, you know, conversations about, you know, how did you do this, and what were you thinking for this, and, and whatnot. So, yeah, he was involved, but more behind the scenes. So, uh, in this season of Hemlock Grove, who's your favorite character? Who's my favorite character? I mean, I gotta say, I'm really, I'm really liking uh, Roman this season he's he's so dark and just you're because you're seeing you're watching him struggle with his own um like he's tormented because he has this hunger this desire to feed but he's he's trying to fight it Mm -hmm. and he's giving it like a real good shot he's going to have these um you know treatments to try to be normal and um you know and of course i love i love destiny she's She's fantastic. Yeah. And Price is, is so evil now. Yeah. She's oh, yeah, such a new evil side of Price. But you know, I have to say what I love the most. I love that Price sleeps with iPads <laughs> with like a, a face of an eye mask. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I saw that too. I was just blown away with how funny that was. <laughs> and I was kind of funny, right? And I, and I wrote down some predictions for like the next episode. I was like, next time we're going to see him with facial cream on. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> It's so good. Yeah. Oh, like, man. he has a whole facial regiment, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, what about uh, favorite newcomer? Who's your favorite new addition to the show? Oh, probably um, Mad- Madeline playing um, playing Shelly. Uh, uh, oh, sorry. Shelly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and she actually fantastic. talks. She actually talks now. She does, which is really sweet. Because I think it's something probably everybody was wanting to see and and i'm glad that uh that she finally finds her her voice in the end yes mm-hmm. now now is there a favorite scene or a favorite scene that you liked the production of or like any favorite scene of season two uh favorite scene well i kind of was hoping to see more of the uh three something that was <laughs> implied but no I'm sorry I shouldn't say that <laughs> <laughs> oh no you're being yeah, honest yeah. by all means go for it I say that. but I kind of was wishing but no <laughs> um, yeah what, uh, what's another favorite scene what else what else oh I think I just you know I love the scenes with the with the with um, Peter and uh, Roman I think there's some Oh, oh, I know my favorite scene. It was the uh, the transformation with the guys, with the two guys with the henchmen doing the drug deal. Yeah, I mean, I love that. And, oh. and then they get their their asses tormented over it. But <laughs> Beaumont, Beaumont guy, that was creepy, really creepy when Mister Mister Beaumont had him down and, and had him gagged and their hands behind their their bodies. Uh, Boy, with that with that testicle machine coming right out. <laughs> it was that a love. It was a lovely, lovely scene, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy. That yeah, was. So, do we have a third season of Hemlock Grove coming up? I I don't know. I mean, I hope so. I mean, listen. Even if I'm dead, I just love the show so much. I wanted to continue. 
Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm sure we'll find out soon. What would you like to see in the next season? Hmm, what would I like to see? Well, let's see. Well, I would like to see Norman come back to life. I mean, you know, just so he could confront Olivia. <laughs> it was just so wrong how she, what she did to him. How dare she? How dare she? <laughs> how dare. Um, how dare she? Yeah, and and you know, it would be it would be kind of cool if uh, if um. God, I'm blanking on her character name. If Freya could come back, the White Wolf. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Christina. And it was that was yeah, Christina. Thank you, Christina Wendell. It was kind of hinted, you know, because you you saw those couple of scenes with that hand coming up out of the grave. Maybe there could be a hint of that. And mm-hmm. you know, I don't know how I feel about Shelley getting this new body. How do you guys feel about that? Well, <laughs> so, uh, the the new body is definitely pretty crazy. I haven't progressed to the point where we're supposed to see her cocoon be discarded, but mm-hmm. I'm I I actually I like her new body, and it, I think it's cool how the character, or rather the actress, like really mimics the voice pattern really well. And it just makes it so yeah. they are like sisters. It's really cool. Absolutely. They have the same syncopation and all that. And I find it fascinating. But it kind of takes as much as we love Shelly. We've grown to love this tall, beastly character that she is already. And then, like, to change her to a completely different, like, changes the character aspect. So, I mean, it's it's fun to watch, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's definitely yeah. a new addition. But at the same time, yeah, it, it kind of takes away, like, that in-your-face monstrosity that Hemlock Grove has. Mm, right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I might be a little bit sad if if uh, if she if you know if she ended up getting a new body. I like I like her. She's she's one of my favorite characters mm-hmm. yeah, actually. I and I think the relationship that she forms with the little boy under the house is really mm-hmm. sweet. Very sweet. Super sweet. Uh, so, what other projects do you have upcoming? Well, you know, I'm up here doing uh, I'm doing that show Rush. Oh, yeah. USA. It's on USA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I'm just, I'm guest starring this week, and I'm, it's so much fun because actually it's, uh, you know, I get to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Lately, I, I haven't uh, gotten the opportunity. It's, you know, I, I'm either the killer and I'm crying or, you know, my husband's missing or whatever it is. <laughs> so this, has been, this has been fun for me. I'm, I'm playing an adult porn producer who's trying to get pregnant IVF, and I'm terrified of needles. Go figure. Nice. Are you still brunette, and are you having more fun as a blonde or brunette? I am. I, <laughs> I went brunette. Yeah, I went brunette about eight months ago, and I'm still I'm I'm still a brunette. Yes, brunette. Yeah. Awesome. Actually, it's my natural hair color. So, <laughs> which is funny because my parents keep asking, "When are you going back to blonde?" <laughs> <laughs> this is me. This is who I look like. <laughs> Brunettes are awesome. It's good to just switch it up. Yeah, you can rock it either way. So I didn't know. So you are naturally a brunette. I am. I'm naturally a brunette. You know, I'm naturally. I'm half Italian and Mexican. I'm half Latin. Oh, Oh, interesting. So you're just the well. The way you were doing your hair before blonde, it looks super natural to me. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. (laughs) Oh well, thank you. I'll tell my hair girl. My color is. Ecstatic to hear. It's hard to find a good hair colorist out here. <laughs> yes, well, her name is Arona O'Connor, if anybody wants to know. She's fantastic. There you go. I mean, uh, thank you so much for calling in. And um, where can everyone follow you on Facebook, Twitter, any of that? Yeah, I'm on, uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm actually on Twitter. It's very exciting. I'm still trying to figure out how to use it. But, <laughs> but anyway, it's uh, Lori... L-A-U-R-I-E, and then four, number four, T-A. Lori, number four, T is in Tom, A is in Apple. Great. I'd love to hear from anybody. I have one last question before we let you go, because last time you were here, you, was, you were a huge Kings fan, so I wanted to see how happy you were when the Kings won the Stanley Cup, and were you, were you there? Yes, I was. Oh Thank you for asking. It's so funny. I, I was an insane crazy i went to literally every playoff game and I, I i made it to that last game and uh oh my god it was it was amazing i had i had the best time i was just ecstatic floored and it's funny because i went with my girlfriend and she, i mean it was like double overtime just the most insane game and so exciting 
she forgot her sweater in the bathroom. <laughs> and she, she started obsessing over this sweater and how if they won, it was going to be too crowded to go back. And so she's like, I, I got to go back. So she goes back. And then they score, oh. and they win, and there I am, like, all alone, high-fiving everybody around me for the big moment, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm all alone. Oh. Yeah. Go Kings. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's, man, that's, I wish I was there. That sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, Lori, thank you so much for joining mm-hmm. us here at AfterBuzz TV, and uh, we hope, hey, next next year, we'd love to have you in studio talking with us about... Uh, well, you know what? I would love to come back to life, guys. So, you know, fingers <laughs> crossed. Yeah, you can still come in and just talk about the show. <laughs> oh, you guys are sweet. Thank you so much. Okay. All of you guys. Let's see. We got JJ. We got Marissa. We oh. got Sean. And we got Tiona. Thank you all both. Uh, everybody. Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank okay. you, Thanks Lori. so much, Lori. <laughs> All right, so that was great. I love talking yeah, to her. She's amazing. She I, just like talking so to nice. talking to her. It's just so, I, I'm just reminiscing about old times too in my head. Like when she was here sitting on the couch, yeah. we had such a good time mm-hmm. with her. Last season was fun. Yeah. So let's wrap up by talking a little bit about Price's Lab and what we saw in there. So I finally got the doctor's name. She has such a long freaking name. Her name is just, it's Russian. (laughs) Like, and I can understand that they have, you know, I can, I'm just going to have to, I am, you know what, I'm going to applaud Dr. Price or or Joel De La Fuente for saying her name so many times over and over again. And when he said her name, I was like, what what is he saying? And then I finally put it on subtitles and I was like, that's her name. Oh my goodness. But I'm just shortening it to her first name, Dr. Galena. That's a, do you know what her name is? The whole thing, though. Oh, I can't. Uh, I cannot mm-mm. tell you for the life of me. But I mean, she needs a nickname. Yes. Doctor Galena. Mm-hmm. We'll stick to that. That's simple. We'll stick to that. So we get to see Doctor Galena working more with him. Uh, Roman. There's that one scene where Roman goes down there looking to see what they're doing, right? And mm-hmm. he sees them go into that mechanical closet or something, or where all like the power switches are, and they're gone. And then he goes into the other door, the double doors, and they're not there either. So he's trying to figure out, where are they going? What are they doing? There's some kind of secret passageway over there. And we're going to find out later on that there there must be, right? Because mm-hmm. they had to have gone somewhere. Well, the money's going mm-hmm. somewhere, obviously. He knows that there's a secret lab. Because mm-hmm. he even asked in the meeting, where is your lab? Where is the basement? <laughs> mm-hmm. What's on sub-level five? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we get to see there's moving body parts down there by themselves. Like these robotic arms that look like bionic in some way like what the heck is price doing down there seems like they're building mm-hmm. a body building a body i mean if you think about it last week we had yeah. like all the organs that were like moving around mm-hmm. and now this week we have the mm-hmm. physical appendages the arms moving around so it seems like they're mm-hmm. building a body yeah they're good and it's not just so i'm sure they could be using it for Oh, let's help the humanity. Let's help the greater good. Let's make people prosthetic limbs. Uh-huh. But, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I'm like, he just wants to create something for himself mm-hmm. because he's a selfish bastard. <laughs> selfish, selfish bastard. And and later on in the show, in the season, he refers to himself as, be, I'm going to be better than Darwin, pretty much. Oh, wow. Mm. That, that's like super egotistical, mm. super mega maniacal, right? Very, very self-involved. <laughs> yeah. Very arrogant. Oh, my gosh. But anyway, I think, yeah, I think that's about it for our topics, unless there was anything else that somebody wanted to discuss. Just quickly, the the baby. We we, we did see the baby again. It looks like it kind of has some ESP going on because it was it was crying and we see Roman goes to the baby and then it like points at the door and then we hear the doorbell ring. So like that baby is, it seems like it's mm. so much supernatural. It has supernatural tendencies. Yeah. What's going on? Mm-hmm. I didn't even notice that. It, I didn't notice the doorbell. I know, I know, I thought somebody like walked by and that's what made him stop crying. And he, I thought I heard uh, footsteps, he, but he pointed and then you hear the doorbell distantly. Yeah. Oh. And was that Miranda who came back? No, it was Peter going at the at the doorbell, you know, at the door, uh, apologizing, you know, and talking about the the dreams that both Roman and him are sharing. That's right. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. So, oh, and also, sorry, just another thing. The um, 
there was more Ouroboros kind of designs in tonight's episode. I don't know if you noticed okay, that. No, I didn't but, notice. But I did even, notice the charcoal one that's behind him in the living room. Yes. I did mm-hmm. see that so finally. That one does exist. But also the chairs that are in Roman's uh, place, that at the kitchen table there, there's like there's circular, circular chairs. I'm like, that's completely mm. Ouroboros. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, from that all the way to the first scene of episode one, season one, where he does like the circle around the girl's mm-hmm. arm. In in his own blood, mm-hmm. it's in so many different ways. There should be mm-hmm. like a drinking game every time you see yeah. the Orbaris sign. You know, drink. Yeah. There you go. That'd yeah. be fun. Don't I just created that. <laughs> Let's do it. Friday night. Yes, <laughs> I'm there. Well, that's great. Uh, let's go ahead and move into our news and gossip. After Buzz TV news. So uh, I'll start off with reading. Uh, a comment from one of our fans. Uh, let's see, we had a Josie Bello comment on our YouTube channel, and she said, Love your show. I watch it every week. You guys do an amazing job. Smiley face. I don't <laughs> know if you caught this because I, I haven't watched it on your show, but Roman impregnated Letha while under his mom's powers. And I think we may have talked about that a little bit, but, y- you know, we've talked about Olivia definitely compelling uh norman but yeah i didn't think that it was because i didn't think that roman did it because he was compelled by his mom but that that's really fascinating Mm -hmm. that's a really good perspective and i that that's that actually inspired a lot of conversation while we were off air so so he he perhaps this is what i was thinking i don't know i think we were kind of in agreement here but i was thinking so therefore she must have been doing that to get like an air of pure blood what do you think to carry on the Upir line, ladies? I'm not sure about pure yeah. blood because now we have Letha's, you know, she genes, is. and right. she's not really Upir. But I think there was just maybe if that was so, Olivia's way of just trying to, because she's tried, she can't really have babies anymore. I mm-hmm. mean, maybe she can, but that was also another way of just having a surrogate child to yeah. keep her line going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I, I thought too. And I found that super fascinating because I always thought that that's how she controls Norman so much. And I didn't even think about that, that her using that on Roman back then to do that. So uh, that definitely made me think about things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, you, and you're right. Yeah. It wouldn't be pure blood because that would be like if an oop here and an oop here fully 100%. Yeah. yeah. It's like, so it's like a quarter and a quarter they're giving, but it ends up being a half. But to so, keep the Godfrey mm-hmm. line going. Yeah. yeah I definitely. can understand why she might do that. Mm-hmm. But also, I have a fun, quick interview with Famke Jansen. She talked to Toronto's son, and she said that Hemlock Groves gives her nightmares. Because <laughs> we know that Famke's squeamish, and she said that, like, cause she, because she's so squeamish, like, every time she goes to the hospital, people have to, like, sit her down and talk to her if they have to draw blood or anything. And then she, she quotes that um, when she's working with Eli Roth, who's the creator of this, he's like, I am the antithesis of Eli, who would probably love to wake up in a puddle of blood and drink it. <laughs> and then, you know, she just talks about, um, you know, working with everybody again on the show and how every episode's more gory and whatnot. And then she says, she continues, I was really getting nauseous just from the idea of everything and even her character not to spoil too much but like in the end we'll see something with her character but this is what she's talking about um she was really getting nauseous and it was way too far from me and eli was feeling like a little pig happy in its own shit (laughs) (laughs) so i mean as squeamish as she is she still you know managed to film hemlock row so that's great for her (laughs) that's great she's i can't imagine anybody else but her playing olivia (sighs) she's so great she's so good love her Let's go ahead and move into our predictions. And now, your AfterBuzz TV predictions. All right, I got a few. Druggy henchmen are going to come back and harass Peter mm-hmm. after after the way they got harassed by their boss. Uh, Price, I think he's going to reanimate Marie. Maybe not now, maybe mm-hmm. not this season, but maybe next season. Hopefully. Well, we know Price mm-hmm. likes to take a lot of bodies. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, good yeah. chances. Yes, very good chances. And we and we don't get to see what happens to her body. We just know it 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 must go away at some point, but we don't know what, you know, and as of this episode, it's like boom, it's just going to be gone. That's it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh Roman, I think he's going to drink from Miranda. He's he's always around her. She's getting she's getting to him. He looks at her throat, right? Mm-hmm. She's if she's just going to keep staying there, I think he's going to drink from her. 
JJ? Well, I only had two quick ones because I, I did dive in. I'm not as far as long as you guys are, but I <laughs> dove right into the next episode after this one. But the ones I, I, uh, uh, thought is that the, the drug dealers were going to get killed, get killed. Probably like the, the pig. Uh, and then I, thought there would be a threesome or not a threesome but a three-way battle between peter roman and miranda mm. oh okay That'd be interesting i definitely think because we know roman and peter are having these linked dreams they're they're definitely going to pair up again make amends and because it seems like they're kind of making amends at the end of this episode when peter apologized but i think they're finally gonna you know be the hardy boys again and figure out what the 047 and 048 number symbolize and then that this kid that they're trying to go after who was looking up at a plane something's gonna Mm -hmm. happen to him yeah, and you know we didn't get too uh, we didn't get too much on the the cult and the masked men this time, right? Was there was there a scene? There? Uh, we just got where the officer stopped the woman and the kid, and then we go back and we see he has a mask in the car. Yeah, yeah and then that was it. You know, mm-hmm. there wasn't too much. It, it didn't show Creepy them mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just looking mm-hmm. at. It, I mean, it wasn't even on the person, yeah. but knowing that there was the mask there yeah. on the seat was like, oh. Yeah, and that was a very brief scene. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the I'm sure the other ones coming up are going to be much more in yeah. depth in detail. We're going to see them uh, try, you know, attempting to kill people or killing people next time. And uh, yeah, well, <laughs> anyway, thank you guys so much for joining us here at After Buzz TV's Hemlock Grove podcast. Be sure to rate us on iTunes and check us out on YouTube on our YouTube channel too. Give us some comments, and we'll give you guys shoutouts. If you guys want to give us a follow, hey, you know what? Give me a follow. I'm at Sean Austin O on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at JJ Jurgens, and then on Instagram, Jurgens JJ. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Serafini TV. Thank you, Lori, for today for calling Yay. in. Thank you. Fan favorite. Love her. Thanks so much, guys. We'll buzz with you next week. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.